Salutations, humans. It's your boy B-Rob. Of course it's me. I'm talking. You hear my voice and you're listening to my show right now. But before we get started proper like, because you know how going to come in and tell us a crazy ass story, um, I want to talk to you about two apps. One is being, one is being, that sounds weird, right? The Laughable app is a comedy app that focuses on comedians and comedians that have podcasts. Also, other podcasters like myself, and um, they have a platform to where you as a podcaster can be heard, whether you do comedy, um, stories, or whatever other bullshit that you do on your podcast, like I do on my podcast. So shout outs to the Laughable app for giving me a platform to where my voice can be heard. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to the Lemur app that's l-i-m-o-r join the conspiracy it's a social audio platform what that means is you can pretty much download the app which i recommend you do and you pretty much have a podcast studio in your pocket so you just get the app start up a profile hit the little microphone button say whatever it is the fuck you won't say press the stop button do your little edits, and boom, you got your own little social experiment called the Lemur Conspiracy, podcasting in your pocket. I mean, it's a cool thing, man, and um, I've been using it a lot. They're not paying me. They're not sponsoring me, which I wish both of these apps would. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. And um, if you want to hear me just spew more of what is on my mind, uh, I usually do it on the Lemur app. So check both of those apps out. And that's it. Here's Hoppy. What's up, B-Rod? What's up, everybody? It's Hoppy. I got to make it quick because I'm at a charity concert at my horror studio. Got a 20-piece punk marching band called What Cheer. Uh, got some other folks in there tonight. But uh, got about 150 people out here. It's not even midnight yet. And we done had some comedy pop off. My one homie pulls up. He's drunk as shit when he gets there, carrying a stop sign. Apparently, he ran over a big stop sign, and he carries the stop sign in. So I go talking to some other people, come back. This drunk bitch has done drawn a face on it, put some clothes on it, and has taken a nap on a couch with his stop sign. And he said he named it Steven. Steven. I mean, really? So next, uh, uh. We was over here after the first band got done, uh, uh, Isolation Chamber Ensemble. They're, they're dope. Check them out. But uh, dude come over drunk as fuck stumbling up, and he was like, he was like, hey, hey, ask me if I'm a tree. So, you know, I'll oblige you drunk motherfuckers. I says, hey, man, are you a tree? This motherfucker breaks out in a horribly loud belly laugh, falls over on his side, snorts, guffaws, vomits, and he says, of course I'm not a fucking tree, you idiot. Do I look like a fucking tree? And passes straight the fuck out. I'm going to get back out there. Love y'all. Peace. You are now listening to Ramblings Yay!
What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, before I get started with today's invigorating episode, I didn't know what word I was going to place right there. But anyway, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week and listening to this silly thing that we call a podcast. I don't know if I want to call it a podcast anymore. It's just just the show. Because the origin of the podcast came from uh, Apple and the iPod and, and you cast from the pod and the iPod and the podcast was born and some shit. At least that's how I remember or heard it or secondhand heard it. Don't quote me on that. It's not gospel. It is not written in stone. <laughs> but fuck it. You're listening. But fuck it. <laughs> And speaking of butt fucking, we're going to get into uh, what we're trying to do right here. Um, shout outs to Hobby Lobby. Hobby Yes, shout outs to Hobby Lobby because I went there the other day and I got some paracord. I'm going to make me some more paracord bracelets. But shouts out to Hobby Rogers uh, for contributing to the show once again with his whimsical tales that he weaves. And everything. It's just a regular part of the show now. It's just Hoppy has his own segment before the show starts. <laughs> or whenever I remember to put the shit into the edit. So you heard him at the top of the show. Also, you heard it at the beginning of the show as well. I got a new intro done by Mikey Flash. And you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Schmidt09. I'd probably I butcher names. I swear to God I do. So I'm going to spell it out for you. M-I-K-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T-09. Follow him on Twitter. He does commission work and all this other good things. He was just uh, feeling charitable today to hook me up with something new for the show that I can randomly insert in the front of my episodes. So big shout outs to Mikey Flash once again for the custom made intro. But anyway, I have a guest and uh, what's going to be cool about these next three to four episodes. This is a four part series. And um, I got the guys from the Just In Time podcast, the JNT baggers. <laughs> See, you got to watch how you say it, because every time I want to announce it, I want to say the JNT T-baggers. You know, there's too many T's in there. There's too many testes. So, it's the J&T baggers. And um, it, we got Rookie, DJ, and Corn, And they got many other aliases. If you listen to the show, you hear about 30 different names for one person and shit. I always get confused and everything. They got, what, Millie, Red Corn. So, Corn is Corn, regardless. And you eat it. And you shit it out, it comes out the same way. <laughs> but I got each individual host on here. And over the next three to four episodes, you're going to get to know each character or person involved in the um, Just In Time podcast. First up this week is a rookie. I'm just going to go in the order that I recorded them in. So it's no surprise to those fellas. They thought I was going to switch it up and make it random but I didn't and I'm gonna 
apologize in advance because the recording that I did with a rookie and DJ, I was out of town in San Antonio and I was just uh, recording from crappy hotel Wi-Fi as I did with Venus. So that was like an extra special case with Venus because I was recording on Wi-Fi and she was using a phone and the signals just wasn't meshing. But regardless of the fact, we got it done and I'm uh, satisfied with the product as best as I can get it. And um, big shout outs to Venus Versace, talented young lady. And I can't uh, follow her on Instagram anymore because she's showing off her hind quarters and her cleavage and everything. And uh, my wife monitors my accounts. So <laughs> once again, shout outs to Venus Versace. You can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Venus Versace. That's two S's. And um, you can look at her buttocks and cleavage and uh, everything for me. And you can just, I'm, I'm blind. You can give me some Braille. Like, and I can. <laughs> anyway, but uh, this episode, I talk with Rookie. And um, we just go over a lot of things. Um, I ask him mostly all three of the guys the same questions. But um, at some point, we kind of branch off into our own. Um, little segments of what we talk about. We talk about prison and uh, specifically butt sex. Not that we want to partake, but just the fact of it. Uh, we speak about um, movies and how they got into podcasting and podcasts in general. So we got a lot of ground to cover and um, we're going to jump into that right now on this edition of the Random Rounds of a Rob podcast featuring the J&T T-baggers, most specifically, rookie. Well, surprise, motherfucker! Hey, Rob, ready to fuck this goat? Hell yeah, man! <laughs> uh, how you doing today, man? Chilling. I say what I used to okay. say when <laughs> when I was in the military. Um, you know, people would say they'd be like, "Hey, man, what you like?" I give them a call in the office, or they come in with, "Hey, man, what's up?" And I was like, "Shit." Ain't doing nothing but eating cakes and pies. Cakes and pies. Yeah, which is kind of frowned upon because they want you to be all lean, mean. Oh yeah, that's actually pretty cool though. Yeah, I did have cakes and pies in my desk though. Oh shit! And yeah, it's definitely yeah. It's delicious. That's what's up. Got to have the snacks, man. Especially. Especially if somebody come up and then they talking all that bullshit, I throw a, like a little Debbie snack cake at them, like boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, them, it's like them Snickers commercials. It's like you aren't you when you're hungry. <laughs> Have you seen the green snowballs now? Is it what? Is it what? Yeah, the snowball hostess cake style oh. thing is the what the hell's up with it? What the fuck is the green shit for? I don't know. Maybe it was um, Ghostbusters inspired. I hope not, because I just saw that recently, and that's one of the, not the movie, just like a, that might be an expired hostess snack. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's green. It's moldy. <laughs> oh, shit. But hey, man, wanted to get you on here because uh, it's my show and I do what I want. But <laughs> um, been listening to your podcast. It is called the Just in Time podcast or the J and T podcast, and um, 
I haven't been listening long. I think y'all been doing it for what over a year now. Yeah, just a pretty. Much, I think like a month over a year, maybe two months over a year now. Sweet. And like, um, for me, you know, being a listener of your show or whatever, I mean, you got an interest in dynamic. I mean, you you got you, um, the Family Guy, you got the old lady and the kid or whatever, and then freaking tiger or oh no i mean corn he freaking just like out there all willy-nilly with his dick hanging out all the time and then you <laughs> and then you got a d or whatever the fuck just kind of like coasting in between <laughs> you know and it's just uh, crazy. I, I would have to say he is definitely the glue that holds corn's crazy ass and me together <laughs> I mean, you can kind of see that because I mean, it's like he almost—he's he's the ringleader. He's the one who kind of hurting all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as far as you go, I mean, you—you—you you, you lead a different path or whatever. Because I mean, it's three of you. I mean, you come together, you form Voltron or the Megazord or whatever you <laughs> form into, and um, it's a, it's a great show. Oh, well, thank you, Rob. You know, I'm very much appreciative for that, especially since being a listener of yours as well. That's one of those that's pretty awesome to hear. I always love your uh, random Walmart escapades. I actually saw it just the other day where you had our uh, theme song playing in the background with John freaking Smith, so that was pretty fucking awesome. We're yeah. like, oh shit, he's Walmart and bam, welcome to the rabbit hole. <laughs> so it was pretty sick. But yeah, I, I do uh, like the dynamic that's set up now, especially with us, because so D's more of a chillax type of dude, which, uh, if you listen to the most recent one, I think he put it up possibly yesterday, or I think today, if not yesterday. We finally have some friction. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was pretty intense. It was a total non-political political episode. <laughs> Uh, but like um, from your perspective I mean I, I want to section you off from corn and D and everything and you know get your path and your trajectory up until to where we are now I know I just said a whole bunch of razzmatazz that really didn't mean shit but I want to start from your beginning up until you joined the podcast or y'all formed the podcast I mean where are you from? Well, me personally I'm actually from the same shitty town that we talk about him in California mm-hmm. lives here entire life 23 years so and uh it's kind of weird being the younger guy out of the group with the family you know the kid the wife you know doing the whole i guess adulting thing yeah next she'll be trying to put me in a romper i'm not sure what's going on there but please don't (laughs) i hope not i am very pale underneath my summer tan from california outside of that anything that is not supposed to see the light of day looks like a moonlight (laughs) well it was a trip essentially like um me and uh i know it's kind of like a trying to branch off from just d and corn but it's kind of like a me and d came up with the idea one day we're hanging out chilling because back in the day we always had the idea of you know just sitting there talking and whatnot well came across the final idea of, shit, we can finally broadcast what we were thinking about back in the day, now on the new platform, 
or at least we took forever to find podcasting shit. But hell, both of us were uh, big into comedy. Hell, growing up as a kid, I actually have to credit my you know parents for letting me into some pretty f- not fucked up comedy clubs or anything like that, but pretty fucked up uh, areas where I could actually listen to some comedy of uh, adult style at a younger age to try to turn it into what we're doing now with like the off the wall I guess kind of alternative comedy if you want to call it that or yeah. whatever the hell you do want to label it as that's what it's labeled as <laughs> it is the rabbit hole and you know like it's, how, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up or whatever because I mean I've talked to other people that um, do podcasts now and um, things like that. And, you know, it's a lot of it is rooted in comedy. I mean, you know, life is funny and you got to laugh sometimes to keep from crying. But um, it was just like you said, it's, it's a similar story. People talking about um, them or them themselves or them and a friend was to always talking about doing something like what they're doing now way back when. And, you know, now it's just coming to fruition. It definitely seems like, uh, I guess on, on, you know, stating that is one of those, everyone has that very pinnacle point, I guess, where they're like, finally, fuck it, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You yeah. know, to where it's like, you know what, fuck it, who cares if they listen? Oh, me and him, I know for a minute there, it was kind of just me and DJ doing it for a second, Corn got brought in, I think like four or five episodes in, and then uh, we also used to have uh, another cat with us, Ethan. He came in. We were running a four-man show. Ethan kind of, you know, flaked out. Corn flaked out for, I think, a consecutive 17 episodes or some shit like that. <laughs> so it just turned into a two-man show for a minute. And then, you know, uh, me and, um, honestly, me, DJ, and Corn all kind of grew up a little bit of the same. We all came from the same area, or at least by the time we all met. You know, we've been friends a very long time, so... That's where all that came from. Just a spur of the moment, like, oh, fuck it, we can do it finally. Hit the comedy bit and tried to do it. If it hits, it hits. I can't tell. That's the one thing that kind of bums me out, I guess. And I guess a little bit of everyone with podcasting. Is while you're podcasting, you have no reaction like a comedian standing in front of a crowd. So you can't judge your comedy weight by actually, okay, what hit? Did this hit at that moment in time? No, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Fuck it, let's just talk about movies. Like, let's just skip the jokes now. Let's just talk about movies. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, you know, speaking about, you know, at an earlier age, talking about doing a comedy, a variety show or something like that, did you ever want to pursue, you know, a, a career in stand-up comedy? The one thing I have a problem with is social anxiety. Very yeah, bad. That and I, public speaking. and Yeah, I got you. Like, when I public, anytime I have any form of public speaking format, like this in itself, podcasting, talking on the phone and stuff doesn't really bother me as much, but I work in customer service, mm-hmm. so I'm, to be quite honest, you know, I hate to tell listeners, but I'm constantly high at my job <laughs> to get over the social anxiety to actually calm myself down and be able to talk to people and be able to look them in the face. I have that Ricky Williams effect. You know what I'm talking about? No, explain. Uh, it's one of those just a whole bunch of crowd starts making my mind rush a million you know miles a second starts making me nervous and jittery and oh, I don't like that feeling 
Yeah, I, I, I get you. I get what you're saying. Well, one thing that, you know, is a definite cornerstone of our podcast is the pot culture. Now, if you ever have smoked weed or, you know, if you oh, yes. never tried I didn't want to assume anything, but hey. Oh, yeah, you can assume. I'm, I'm, I'm African-American. Okay. I've smoked the weeds. <laughs> well, hell, you look at a lot of white guys, and you're all like, white people aren't supposed to smoke. This is the 50s. We have four cylinders in every car. Yeah, see, why don't you go down to the corner store and give me a pint of whiskey? <laughs> None of that wacky-backy here. Oh, being in California, that's the sweetest thing. It takes about five minutes. Get a medical card. Outside of that, it's legal to possess. So, yeah, consumption's I, fine. I heard Anything you. over 21. Yeah, I heard you um, process on one of your shows. He's like, I just went in the office and filled out the paper, and like 15 minutes later, I had a car. <laughs> yeah, it re- it's it's just one of those, like, what the fuck? But outside of that one, it... It just uh, helps out with a lot of um, working aspects because how I, you know, working constant customer service. Not so much in the factor of like working at Walmart and shit, where you're dealing with customers like, hey, I want some sugar. But I'm in the rental business, so it's like, okay, fuck. Now you want to rent this? Hot, oh, goddamn it! Now I have to go over. Oh, excuse me. Go over everything with it and go into details and shit. I don't like that. Explaining it to groups of people. Yeah. But uh, we're anywhere from you know like seeing like five people at a just one big old mob of five people coming around you and it looks like a street fight and you're like fuck that no you know what i mean and it, but no we uh me and corn actually had the same job for a long ass time too up until he uh had a few drunk accidents and slipped into his own rabbit hole on that one <laughs> which i'm pretty sure if you listen back you'll find out all this backstory on that okay. so um with me i work at a like actual rental lake place okay so i run like boats and shit like that and also run the register all that good stuff so i'm sitting there trying to explain boats constantly to people like oh this is how you drive it this is how you do this and this this is the boat this is where you put the hose boats and hose (laughs) boats and hose and people flip out I can say from personal experience, I hate to kill the stereotype with the fact, but Asians can't drive boats. I thought it, was, well, I, it must be they can't drive, period, because I heard they can't drive cars either. <laughs> no, it, nope. I, my daughter's Asian. She can't really ride her bike that well. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, it's the great, great things of uh, just watching crazy shit, too, there. So that's where a lot of the I guess a uh, aspect of me like doing the podcast is is kind of relaxing, chilling, getting away from everything that's going on with work and everything going on. If there is any problems at home, anything like that, getting away from that and just relaxing and chilling with buddies. Sweet, I can dig that. Um, shit, I had a question. I lost it. I gotta, I gotta tap my fingers, see if I can get it back. <laughs> um. As far as um, shit, I really lost it. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's all good. We'll come back to it. It's like a championship ring. You always want the second question to come back. Yeah, and we'll go fall down this rabbit that hole. A sh- that was a shitty analogy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we can't. They all can't be winners. But like, um. 
podcasting and everything. Like um, you said, it took you both. Well, you. I'm gonna say you because I'm speaking to you. It took you a while to find it. I mean, what other mediums were you using other than podcasts? Like what shows and TV shows and all kind of stuff you were watching and you know, kind of draw your comedic inspiration from. Uh, I would have to say the darker sense of the comedy that I try to get from is probably like uh, you know the old school cats that are really fucked up, especially in today's society with everyone needing safety pins and shit. It's one of those, hell, Richard Pryor, George Garland, hell, guys like that that actually fucking just said the shit that we're saying right now mm-hmm. and at a time where the stuff we say now would be blasphemy. Yeah. It's crazy shit. Hell, Robin Williams, when he was actually doing stand-up, even up to right before he passed away, I'm pretty sure Weapons of Self-Destruction came out not too long before, or not too, you know, long before he passed away. Dude was funnier than shit. If you ever watch his stand-up, how Eddie Murphy growing up as a kid, that was one of those, again, parents let me watch, and I guess it was a mistake. <laughs> but how growing up, I had two different sides with my parents. My parents were the type that were old-ass generation from the South, so all of them had ties into well-mannered and all that crazy shit, all that normal bullshit you think of when yeah. you think of the South. But then they had their wild party sides because they grew up in, like, baby boomer days, so fuck it, let's do some drugs and get fucked up. <laughs> so I got all spectrums of life from them, and I'm so grateful for that one. Well, that's what kind of started the comedy bit of it was just being able to actually have my parents get into shit with me and laugh at jokes that i shouldn't have been listening to at the first in the first place stuff i would not let my daughter listen to at the same age that i was listening to this shit at yeah and then how it went into um second part was mainly just finding out about podcasting through help kevin smith essentially god damn it he's the fucking gateway drug <laughs> He is he is just as bad as tobacco. Mm-hmm. He gets everyone psyched, and that's actually a really cool thing that I have, that I was thinking about when I was like, "Oh shit, a podcast would be cool." So it's just friends talking, or help two yeah. dudes talking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter if it's one, two, eight, nine, fifteen, as long as you can somehow cut it to where it sounds good. Yeah. And, um. What what about um the, those first initial podcasts that you listened to kind of started to draw you in and make you really think that was something that you wanted to do? The main influences definitely for the podcasting world and everything that brought me on in where I only knew of me four or five, you know, po- big time podcasts when I first started listening to podcasts. And then it, we started one and started jumping into smaller guys that aren't world-renowned podcasters yeah. but are definitely fucking heavyweights you know what i mean in the podcasting world mm-hmm. but the main guys were like helm steve dave of course uh, honestly anything from smodco yeah i can know <laughs> the tell him steve dave the uh, hollywood babylon batman on batman but there was one specific episode of fat man on batman that got me really wanting to do podcasts but i guess it's two specifics because it was a like part two yeah but uh his very first two episodes were with Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard that. That was real good. Oh, my God. It, just those two alone, and especially how he told the story, it was just like, holy, f- 
Mark Hamill, you did so much. And mm. uh, you would think, you know, Kevin Smith would sit there and try to steal the show, you know, being as great as he was in uh, directing, acting, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you would say, like, great in acting, because he's usually silent. <laughs> but fuck, I would have to say something every once in a while. Yeah. He, he, so it's one of those, uh, it's just fucking, it's crazy to see him just go for it, dude. You tell the story. Yeah. I mean, he's like, um, I don't know, he's in the center of everything, but he's not in the center of everything. He kind of like puts himself in, but he uh, surrounds himself with all the key elements for his projects and everything. Uh, it's a very, I, I don't want to sit there and just talk to him about the process on that one. Just like, what the fuck do you do? Because this is trippy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um... And it was pretty much the same for me or whatever. It's just like I, um, Kevin Smith, fucking started listening to um, Smodcast and some of the other stuff. Um, him and Jason Muse, how he, they did that addiction podcast. And then, uh, oh, that one, that one was good. Yeah. And then, damn, I started, you know, I was like, all right, this is cool, but I mean, I like wrestling. What can I listen that's wrestling related? So the first podcast I found was the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle show. And I listened to that for a while. And that was like the only things I was listening to that show and some of the Kevin Smith stuff. And then um, I just started doing other things. I said, what else do I like? Well, I like movies. So I found, I think around the time I was really into The Walking Dead in its earlier seasons. So I was like, um, maybe I should listen to something about horror or something like that. So I found this show called um, Better Off Undead. The premise of the show it was supposed to be um, a podcast by these three writers that um, they wanted to talk about the horror, horror movie genre and just horror, horror stuff in general. That's what the basis of the show was going to be. Zombie movies, all kind of shit. But as the show evolved, I mean, because, I mean, they're writers. They write a whole bunch of different things outside of that genre of horror. And, you know, they they write a lot of fantasy stuff. So what the show evolved into was just them bullshitting and pitching all kind of crazy different concepts and coming up with, you know, ideas for books that they would eventually publish off of those um, conversations that they had on that show. So eventually the damn... Better Off Undead show wasn't even about what it initially started out being and it just became this totally different thing and I think the name of it now is um, the worst podcast ever or the worst show ever is what it uh, officially (laughs) is now and it's just those guys because I mean they got another podcast because their writers is called the self-publishing podcast and um, since they are writers, they, they try to mentor other writers and how to go about publishing and self-publishing and writing and editing and stuff like that. But the other show that I kind of gravitated toward, uh, Better Off Undead, which is now the worst podcast or show ever, is what I got hooked on. And it was just those guys having that conversation and making up stuff on the spot and actually have it develop into something else. So I was really digging that. And same thing with Kevin Smith. It was just him and his homeboy in the room getting high, talking about shit. And I was like, why am I not doing this? Why Why can't I do this? 
I was like, I always wanted to write a book, but my mind don't work like that. <laughs> I can't sit down and fucking put a pen to paper and freaking write shit down. I mean, I could, but it's hard as fuck for me to concentrate on that shit, even sitting in front of the computer and trying to type some stuff. But I wanted to write a book about um, stories and stuff that I experienced in the military and stories from other people that I know in the military. Because, I mean, you get around, you share a whole bunch of funny shit and stuff you've been through. So I went to the podcasting route because, hey, I don't have to write shit down. I can just be like, hey, man, remember that time we did this and this and this? And I can get all my military buddies together and we can tell all these stories and all kind of shit. And then I got a badass memory and I could keep it for memorabilia and going back and be like, oh, I remember that time. I think I got an audio file on this and, you know, I could pull it up. But I got out of the military and, you know, I got people that are still in the military and I, I'm not really accessible to them like I was when I was you know working with them every day so the show started changing into something else you know I started reaching back to some of the guys that I grew up with and then through other podcasts and uh, you know being a podcast myself I was able to network and just get random people on the show and we just bullshit about everything so it's just it started out as one thing and it's slowly turning into a becoming something else it's just fucking crazy all right and i gotta say damn if you you get into one of those damn google apps or something write that book i will just speak to it and hopefully it gets the shit right because i can't write words it's in my head but on the paper it looks all fucked up like i'm a caveman Well, I mean, that's the thing, because, like, um, you, y'all use Google Voice, right? And it's pretty, some, it's pretty much some of the same transcription software, man. And Google Voice can't transcribe for shit. <laughs> Unless I'm talking, like, one word per second and shit. The cat went down the street. Uh, I don't know any phone voice recognition system that you can actually just sit and spit into it and it works perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, you got to have some patience with that shit. Because, I mean, look at Siri. Siri. Uh, everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd be like, Siri. Siri will get in a fight with you. Yeah. It'd be like, I'm not going to do that shit. <laughs> Like bitch, I toss your ass down the stairs. Have a nice day. <laughs> I remember I jailbroke my phone, my iPhone when, when that shit was real popular or whatever. And um, they had a program in there where you can um, type in responses for Siri, like based on what people ask it. And then like you know, um, I, I would say I love you, Siri, and uh, Siri would respond back. You don't love me. You just love my doggy style. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That, oh, my God. In the wrong hands, that would be amazing. Have it in the middle of church. Oh, what would you program it to say? (laughs) (laughs) That's when you actually get it to start using commas. No, no, not there. Not there. Not right now. Oh man, you go, you're trying to get somebody to toe up in church? <laughs> oh, dude, that that's the place. That's where fucked up shit's supposed to happen. 
you it's the use, one place where it's not supposed to happen. You use that shit like a grenade or whatever. You just like you say whatever you say to trigger that response, and you just kind of like throw it up under the um, the podium with a preacher at. <laughs> like, thinking they got like, oh hell yeah, that's uh, that's how you get his ass kicked out the the entire community of the churchgoers right there. Oh man, that's horrible. They'll be thinking little boys running around shit. That's not good. Giving them five pee pee touches. I got the. Is that a thing? I I would never I would never know. I was like, man, you ain't about to <laughs> touch you. Get the hell away from me. I didn't like staying in church. It was like I I like to go and listen to the musics. And everything, and by the time it get around to the benediction, when the preacher start preaching and everything, I was like, "Can we go now?" I didn't seen and heard what I wanted to see in here. <laughs> I got smacked too many times in church from uh, drawing on like the little thing where it's the like, "Oh, pamphlets. we're gonna read this." Like, <laughs> yeah, the pamphlet, the memo. I would sit there because they used to have those little uh, textbook pencils and stuff, not the actual eraser ones, but little golf ones. Yeah. If you want to scribble something in your Bible, like I really like this verse or some shit, I don't know what the fuck people write in their Bible. <laughs> Whatever they have. But yeah, at that point I would start drawing and as soon as she noticed, bam, instantly smacked upside the head. Wow. Was it like a uh, palm to the back of the head? Or? Yeah, she instantly palm to the back of the head. See, I, I got them side pinches oh. or whatever. <laughs> oh, that, that was my dad. He was fucking... I always considered that weird. Like, why are you pinching me? Hit me. I'm used to that. <laughs> it's like, I'm I, I'm used to this. And I said, I don't like this. And that's when you turn your Siri on. He'd be like, no, no, not there. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he would pinch under the arm, right there on the arm. That yeah. Fucking squeeze that shit and just, ow, what the hell? And that's one of those. He was in. He was in the army. You think he would be using some cool ass fucking moves or like? Hell, he didn't do anything afterwards that revolved combat. That's where you, kids come in, just do it nicely. <laughs> okay. Not really. That would be horrible. There's too many stories of badness on that one. But all in good fun. Yeah. Oh, my mom was actually the one that would beat our ass. My dad was more like a. You wouldn't want him to even say a word to you if he was pissed. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's how it was with my parents. So like my mom was the one that did all the yelling and screaming and kicking and all kinds of stuff. And my dad, he never laid a hand on me a day in his life. But I've seen him where he got real pissed, and I was just like, "Ooh, I don't want none of that." <laughs> yeah, I'm backing away from this situation. I'll go hide in a cabinet or something right now. This is not good. Yeah, because I can remember I was um. You know, doing stupid kid shit, and I, um, I did something to him or whatever. And he's like, "Boy, one day I'm gonna just hit you, and it's gonna be hard and fast." And he's just, and I was just like, huh? "Oops, huh? okay, I'm sorry." And I run yeah, away, that, <laughs> run away. That, that's intimidating, right there. Just, like, not only hard, it's gonna be hard and fast. I'm gonna hit you like Ali. You're gonna be fucked up. Be <laughs> like motherfucking Chris Tucker. Like, which one of you motherfuckers kicked me? <laughs> Come on, Lee. <laughs> uh, that, that was one, like, my mom always laughed 
even though she would whoop my ass. That's the fucked up thing. It's like you can't make a kid laugh at your whooping their ass. That that's a total mind fuck. That's probably why she did it. <laughs> like I was one day we were sitting in McDonald's parking lot. My brother in law said something fucked up. I didn't even say anything. He said something fucked up. And we were on a bench seat. So I'm in the middle. He's on the side. She's driving. She reaches across to go punch him, smacks me in the face with her, her fucking big-ass ring that had, like, a good quarter carrot in it. Fucking cracked me open. I'm sorry, honey. I was meaning to hit him. And just the way she said it, though, like, nonchalantly started making me laugh. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Man, I remember the, one of the worst ass whoopings I got in my life from my mom. Um, it was when the Super Nintendo first came out. And um, the only game they had for Super Nintendo was motherfucking Street Fighter 2. And this, the system, I forget exactly how much the Super Nintendo was when it first came out. I think it was like maybe $150. It was something like that. And then the fucking game, the Street Fighter game itself was like $70. So they got it for me and everything. And now um, I was reading the freaking instruction manual because back then, you know, the video games, the fighting games came with the instruction manuals with all the moves in it. So I, I was reading that bitch. I was trying to, oh, yeah. I was trying to remember all the moves and everything. And I took it to school one day, and I was in the um, in the restroom. I was in the bathroom reading over the book and everything. I was like, oh man, I, I got all this shit. I memorized it. And uh, like one of the guys that I was in class with, I was like, hey man, you you want this uh, Street Fighter instruction book? He got all the moves in it. He's like, yeah, I'll take that shit. So I go home, and my older brother came over to the house, and um, we playing Street Fighter, and I'm fucking, I'm fucking him up. I'm doing all yukins, fucking karaktak yukins, all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> I'm fucking him up. And then he's like, man, how you do that? I was like, you do it like this. And I'm trying to show him on the controller. He's like, where's your instruction book at? I said, like, oh, I gave it away. He's like, what? And he went... Mama, he he, you paid all this money for this shit, and he giving stuff away, and uh, and like you gotta understand that like I'm the baby of eighteen kids, so it's not like my brother was he was older than me, but it wasn't like he was a couple years older than me. This motherfucker had, like had a decade and some change on me, so he's a fucking grown, yeah, he's a fucking grown ass man going in there snitching on me like a twelve year old and shit, <laughs> and um in the way he said it. Is to like, you know, it's not informing her that, hey, it's just a little paper booklet that comes with the game. No, I'm it's like, like, you gave away the game and the system and the controller. Yeah, exactly. TV, only half of it. Yeah. And she came in there and said, what? Whipped my ass across the bed. She whipped my ass back across the bed. I tried to go under the bed and hide from the ass whooping. <laughs> you fucked me up with a goddamn instruction booklet. Yeah, see that—that's the family thing. Though any sibling has that like instant, I'm gonna fuck you, and they use it. Mm-hmm. I can remember one of the. So I was. Uh, I, I was a baby of eighteen, but I was a baby of four. Yeah. And it was one of those. By the time my parents got to me, it was like, ah, fuck it, half the time. Yeah, same. But, but when it did come down, I was like, God damn it, dude! Seriously. You got mad at me because some shit I didn't even do. <laughs> I remember uh, that one. Not just ahead. a booklet. Yeah, badass booklet. ass whooping. God damn. 
I remember I almost got my ass whipped for calling my sister a hoe. <laughs> just a uh, just a hoe? Yeah, I mean, but like this, this how Christmas time, like, like a hoe? Or no, like a hoe. Like a hoe, like street hoe. <laughs> but, like, that's how I recovered, though. Because, like, she was talking all kind of crazy shit to me, and I was like, she was, like, walking away. I was, like, under my breath, like, real low. I was like, hoe. And she's like, what? I'm telling mama. And she's like, mama coming there. What you say? I was like, uh, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice save. Yes, that, that was the recovery. <laughs> I don't know, my parents, that was one of the even close. Like, I didn't say screw. Like, if you were, like, screw you, dad, you'd get punched for that shit. Oh, hell yeah, you don't say that to your parents. I say, like, yeah, I'm about oh, to screw my foot thing. in your ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I can actually, like, bear witness to that whole, like, oh, white people were all crazy with their parents. Fuck, not with my parents. Maybe with other white parents. <laughs> My parents were fucked up. Well, in that sense, of like, no, you will pay respect to any elder. It doesn't matter who it is, or yeah. you're gonna get smacked upside the head. Same, yeah. But no, honestly, nowadays I can actually say I'm thankful for that one. Yeah, I mean, he's a long ways from that dude. Where am I? A rompers. That that's the longest we can get away. I thought we left that shit back in time. Back in the 20s and the 30s, dude, even the 40s. So there's, there's only one. You know, you could play World War II. So there's only one male romper, and that's the inmate jumpsuit. Oh, I, oh, I do not. Oh no, I don't think anyone, any, any male should not want to be in that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't put that shit on. <laughs> I don't. You no, know, I don't know if there's that much. You know, man-to-man rape going on in prison. I assume everyone's trying to get your asshole. I've never been. I never want to go. I know Corn was talking there for a minute about, you know, six months in, questioning. That's not cool. Don't even want to question that. Nope. None of that. That that was a whole... (laughs) I'm going to have to ask him about that whenever he come this way. (laughs) But, like, man, I mean, mean, let's let's think about it. I mean... um, Six months in prison. I mean, obviously, I mean, you can't see any females. You're freaking, um, you're limited to what you can do. I mean, you isolated to a cell with a whole bunch of other stanky motherfuckers and everything. Yeah, I mean, things can get bad, but I mean, you still, you know, alive, for one. You're still getting to eat. I mean, you get some kind of physical exercise other than defending your life. (laughs) But I mean, I don't understand the whole on either side of the ballpark, I guess, on women or men in jail um, consummating with each other. Because that's one of the dude, you're at home and you could even have a squeeze of some sort, a missus or a mister or whatever, and you still masturbate. Yeah. It could go, I'm pretty sure all guys do it from when they hit puberty until they first get laid. They go that whole span with just their hand. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's, I don't know, it's uh, it's deeper than that. Not, Not like your butthole deep, but it's just, you know, I don't know, man, it's an addiction. It can be. I mean, anything excess, any excess can't necessarily be good for you, and it can, you know, kind of warp your perception upon things so i mean if you used to getting some sex 
all the time and everything and you kind of like fiending for it and depending on it and everything when it's taken away from you i mean shit you don't know how to act i mean it's like you know trying to go cold turkey on a hard substance so i mean they get in prison and it's just like oh this butthole is looking mighty enticing <laughs> that you know i can't i've never been there so i can't say one way or the other on that one so i guess that might that i don't I guess I can kind of see it that way, but I'm gonna definitely try to stay away from that, yeah. so it never happens. I mean, and then it's, I mean, it depends on the person too, man. I mean, everybody not like that, because I mean, hell, I've been on deployments for six or more months and everything. I mean, that's kind of like prison, and I wasn't trying to jump on nobody booty hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you can't go home. You, you are not able to go home in any sort of way. It's not like you know when you're over there on deployment. I'm pretty sure there's no like hey dude i don't feel good today i just kind of want to go back to the states for a minute yeah so i mean i don't know I mean, now, that's another one i've never been on deployment so I, I cannot speak on that one but yeah that's one of those that i'm pretty sure you, you know you don't get to just take a time out <laughs> nah. yeah but uh, i don't know man it's just like I, I i don't even know what to say about that it's just like i can only speak for myself it's just, it's just fucking weird, man. It's like I'm a jump on this grown, sweaty man's booty hole. <laughs> and that is, if you do that, wouldn't that technically be at the least by curious? Yeah. If you have these old cats come out of the pen after like six years, and they're like, "Yeah, I had sex with dude," then that's pretty gay, right? No, oh no, it's not gay. It's prison. No, it's it's still another man on man. That means you at least you know at one point in time were somewhat attracted to another man. Yeah, because yeah, I mean it's it's weird, man. Cause, I mean because I mean there are some people that can just turn it on and off like that, and I don't understand it. It's like, well, I'm in prison. I'm gonna fuck this dude in the ass, and then now I'm out. I'm never gonna do it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't quite get it either. Because oh, it's like how you're saying. Well, Breaking off of a hard substance. Oh, anything like that? Oh, it's like a, even something a little bit smaller than, like, heroin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just breaking away from smoking a cigarette. Yeah. A lot of people have that instant nicotine addiction. Try to do that for six months. Shit starts, you start smoking grass, I guess. I don't fucking know. You see plenty of people in jail finding random shit from cigarettes, rolling it up, and trying to smoke it. Yeah, and that's a that's another thing. What I mean, while we talking about cigarettes and shit, man, I know people. What just like legalized substances? Period. Like uh, cigarettes and uh, alcohol and everything. All right, I joined the military. We go to um, boot camp for three months. So, if you smoke and drink before then, like heavily to the point to where you couldn't function, that three months is going to be kind of hell for you. But um, by the time you get through to the end, you're going to be more physically fit. And you're going to be feeling better because you didn't have all the alcohol and all them cigarettes and everything. But motherfuckers will go through that whole three months, be in the best shape of their life, you know, for some people. And um, they get to the end, they graduate, and you see them. A lot of times you're going to see those people again because you're going to have to come back for infantry training. And you see them there, and they fucking smoking cigarettes and dipping tobacco and all kind of shit man I was like dog man you just cleaned yourself out of that for like three or so months and you just jump right back into it 
And some people be in boot camp and be like, man, I can't wait till I get out of here so I can have a cigarette, dog. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the point, man? You done got rid of it. I mean, why go back to it? Yeah, after, if you can get past three months of quitting smoking, just continue. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I do smoke cigarettes, so I can't like sit there and be like, no, everyone should stop smoking cigarettes. But if I went three months consecutively without smoking a cigarette, I'm damn sure done with cigarettes. And I, I never got the appeal of cigarettes, man. I mean, I've tried. I can tell you all the times I tried cigarettes in my life. One time, the very first time, um, I used to work at Popeyes, and um, dude uh, lit up a cigarette when he was in the back, and he had to go do something. He put it down. He said, "Hey, man, make sure this shit don't go out." And in hindsight, me thinking about this and telling it to you now, I, that was pretty nasty of me. I took the cigarette and I took a puff of it just to see what it was all about. And I was like, ugh, this is fucking nasty. Then I put your dude's cigarette back and didn't say shit. So that was, that was pretty nasty on my part. And um, the second time I smoked a cigarette, I mean, I didn't even really smoke it. I tried it. It was just like um, the girl that I was talking to at the time, she smoked cigarettes. And I lit a cigarette for her, you know. So I took a puff and I was like, oh, why did I even do that? I like you too much to do this. Ugh, this is fucking stupid. So, and then the third time, I was drinking. <laughs> and um, another car plowed, oh, yeah. Yeah, another car yeah. plowed into me. And when, you know, cops and shit showed up, I was like, I didn't want to smell alcohol on my breath. So I damn grabbed one of my homeboy's cigarettes and I started dragging the hell out of that shit. <laughs> but, I mean, I never had the urge or wanted to smoke cigarettes or whatever because uh, the shit was disgusting. Now, weed. Weed. Woo. That's a whole different story. <laughs> oh, that one, I can actually admit, that tastes a lot better. It does a lot better things for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, cigarettes, I guess I, on that one, I like didn't really uh, hit eleven tried cigarettes, and I could honestly say it was like one of those kids. Oh, from like the forties. All right, I'll smoke down cigarettes now. Let's just let's just smoke cigarettes walking to school, I guess. <laughs> like, when was the first time like, you smoked weed? Was probably was asking. Oh, my first time smoking weed was probably uh, like a year and a half later. Twelve and a half, something like that. Yeah, that's about the same for me. I'm a little hellion. Yeah, that's about the same for me. I started smoking weed like when I was thirteen or whatever, and I, sm and I smoked weed from thirteen to eighteen. Oh, uh, did you uh, jump into the military as soon as you hit eighteen? Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I, from thirteen years old to eighteen years old, I smoked weed, and then I stopped because I joined the military. Okay. And I'm yeah, like, it's I, starting to come back to me from the lost episode we did. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> the lost episode. Yeah. The yeah, it was just weird because, like, it was every day damn near, man. It was like, smoke weed, smoke weed, smoke weed. And then just one day I just stopped. And I was like, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> and it was just like uh, that. It, was just, it wasn't like no tapering off period. I just like, okay, I'm done. And that was it. <laughs> Oh, that's actually pretty cool, though. Not too many people have that. See, that's that switch, though, too. I'm not saying your booty hole switch. <laughs> I'm just saying the switch to be able to do shit like that is actually a very good switch to have, though. 
Yeah, it, it's, so just, it's I guess it was it was the, yeah, it was the absence thing. It's like I know I wanted to go into the military, and I knew if I went into the military, I couldn't have weed, and weed wasn't important enough to me not to go into the military. So I was just like, okay, this has to go, and that's what it was. Now I'm not saying that every now and then I get a cool breeze and um some reefer hints of reefer would uh creep across my nose and i would be like man i would like to hit that right now i'm not saying that at all but it's like i don't have to have it i don't really need it so i mean fuck it i'm i don't care <laughs> that's alcohol i have that switch it's like hey, i don't want to drink but Every once in a while, you're like, yeah, fuck it. I kind of feel like having a good time. That's me a beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same way with alcohol, but like with me, it's kind of like if it's there, I want to drink it. But if it's like not there and, I, you know, I don't even think about it. I'm not even thinking about it. So like every now and then I go out and I buy like a six pack or whatever and I put that six pack in the refrigerator and probably what maybe three days that six pack will be gone because I know it's in the fucking refrigerator <laughs> but if you know I never bought an alcoholic beverage in like a month I wouldn't even think about it because it's not around <laughs> exactly I, oh mine I could have it around just like eh. oh, I'm not too hardcore drinking but no, I, I don't know it's one of those like hell kick back everyone in small usually with the, you know, sweetie and whatnot. Yeah. Hey, you want a beer? I'm not sure. Outside of that, I don't know, I never really got too hard going to drink it. I was more of the, the the pie head. Yeah. Go get big. Hang out. I had a few fun parties and whatnot, or partying days, I guess, uh, when I was a little bit younger. Like I was saying, I was a hellion, so I was uh, 15, 16, like, oh yeah, let's go get drunk and fucking do stupid shit. (laughs) I'm glad I got past that stage. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's usually like, all right, let's... Yeah, usually when you do shit like that early, it kind of like, you kind of taper off when you come, when you start to get older. Uh, I, it would be horrible if I was trying to do that shit now, because yeah. then, oh, everyone, once you hit past 18, don't do stupid shit. Just don't do it. <laughs> well, we would like to Stay encourage... Stay home if you're going to do stupid shit. Yeah, we would like to encourage everybody not to do stupid shit, period. But, hey, yeah, I mean. <laughs> any age, as a matter of fact, any age, don't do stupid shit. If you think it's stupid, just don't do it. Yeah. We have enough uh, stupid shit with jackass in the world, so. <laughs> now, um, we're going to do a little bit of skipping around and everything. I mean, we, we kind of got your, your history on your podcast and everything, like, you know, pretty much the basis of how it started and you know what it is now um what was when did that um relationship form with ud and corn uh they were shit they were in the dj's a year older than red corn but they're a year older in grade in school and whatnot same age just a year older fucking and me i'm way younger than those guys like compared to school wise oh they were DJ was out of high school by the time I actually met him in my freshman year. Corn was a senior my freshman year, and I've known Corn since I was, I want to say like six, 
something like that. So me and him always hung out, you know, as kids, because he was friends with my older brother. So since he was friends with my older brother, I was kind of just rolled in, you know, he had to drag me along everywhere, so I wound up making friends with Redcorn. And over time, oh, DJ came along through that buddy I was talking about earlier, Ethan. Yeah. Uh, that dude, essentially my brother was the one that introduced all of us. He just kind of phased out a little bit sooner than everyone else, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Uh, he went from being just like us to essentially doing the same thing that you did at uh, going from party style to fuck it, I'm going to the military. Went into the military, got out of the military, and you know, did his own thing. All of us kind of just started chilling together while he was gone, and created a good bond. So, me and DJ has been friends for a few years now. I want to say uh, six, about ten years now. Oh, okay. So it was just a long, you know, process of everyone coming together and then getting into the podcast. All of us kind of just started chilling, though, mainly off of my brother. Essentially, him coming in and being like, hey, you want to chill with this guy? Sure, why not? And then later on in life, hey, you want to chill with this guy? Yeah, why not? Hey, you want to chill with this guy? And yeah, sure, fuck it. So I wound up hanging out with everyone, and that's essentially how it kind of started. For it, You know, when you ever you talk to them about it, I know I've heard their stories between uh, explaining me to other people since I am a younger guy. I was 14, essentially 13, 14 when I met DJ and way younger, obviously, when I met Corn. So I was one of those started smoking with the older guys. They have to explain to anyone that comes around that's older, like, hey, don't fuck around with that kid. Like, that kid's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, like, DJ didn't smoke with me until he smoked with my mom who was in the same room with me while I, I was smoking. So she, it was kind of like a, yeah, you can smoke with him, I don't care. You're a good person. He's a good person. Be good people. Don't fuck around. Don't do stupid stuff. Yeah. Oh, because uh, with Corn being around so long, he was kind of like a adopted child of my mom's too. Also, it was just one of those, everyone just chilling there, kind of came together, started talking shit, started hanging out. Moving on down the line a little bit, all of us started going our separate ways and kind of now the podcast to this day, sitting at a point where it's more like getting together and chilling just from trying to like summarize it because this is long stories of all the shit kicking and stupid stuff and the random like, hell, here's a fun little tidbit that happened during all this random shit. My brother got his balls into Ethan's hand one day and almost to his mouth. What? By a good old-fashioned taste test. Yeah. A uh, good old-fashioned what? <laughs> All right, so you've been a part of a... Have you ever been a part of blind, uh, like a blind taste test or seen the blind taste test and stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For, like, food and whatnot? Well, yeah. we were doing it specifically on... DJ had a good idea. Ethan jumped in. Corn, everyone jumped in. They were like, oh... We'll, we'll buy two separate weeds and we'll do a taste test to see who, like, this was before any of us had metal cards, anything like this, where we were going to the street dealers. It's one of those good old-fashioned, let's see who shits better. Yeah. So, you know, everyone uh, puts a blindfold on, we do our thing, you know, take a hit off those pipes, or it gets to Ethan. Well, we take a delayed time in between the second pipe to hit Ethan, where my brother whipped out his nuts. And 
we can only go off of what their reactions were after that because it was like okay i don't even want to see this but i want to like it's like a you don't want to see it but you want to be there to be able to tell yeah, this it's story like, it's a car wreck <laughs> exactly it's one of those you, you want to stop the people but fuck it just sit back and watch sometime god just smiles on everyone <laughs> and this was one of those days where he was running so fucking all you hear is Dude, what the fuck's in my hand? Oh my god, I almost fucking put that to my mouth. And then it's like turn over and yeah, dude. That was yeah, that was Carter's balls all up on you, bro. Sorry, man, but that was fucking funny. <laughs> he was pissed off for the rest of the day. That was that cat Ethan that I was uh, speaking of. They Oh, he's actually in like our first few podcast episode. Yeah. I think I I think I picked up on your podcast. Um either a few episodes before y'all started doing the celebrity brawls but like ever since those celebrity brawls been over i've been listening a lot but it's before even that or whatever i mean i would always see y'all tweeting and everything on on twitter and everything and i would always retweet y'all shit and you and the hashtag blackout podcast and a couple others and everything and i would always remember seeing your stuff in the feed and everything and you know it's you kind of spoke on it a little bit earlier how when you started listening to podcasts it was only the mainstream shit and then when you became a podcaster you start listening to all the little guys that's kind of like you so I mean that's what it was it was just like fuck I gotta add them to the queue let me save an episode so I remember to listen to it later and then damn I'll get I listen to all this other shit and I forget to listen to the episode and then I got like kind of an OCD in my thing. I was like, if I put a new episode in my phone to listen to, and if it get more than um, a week old, say a new episode come out before I listen to the old one, I delete the old one and put the new one in. It was just like a mess. And like one day I finally listened, and then I was like, ah, this is great. And I never stopped. <laughs> Yeah, well, we definitely appreciate the listening, man. And then on top of it, I think that's actually how we found out about you, too, is just through random tweets, through how us tagging, like, how you guys, I think we added on, what, like, Twitter first or something like that? Yeah. Or was it on Instagram? Twitter? I think it was Twitter. That was one of the two. <laughs> and then, oh, fucking, I can't remember if it was DJ hitting me up or me hitting him up. That's the main thing. I'm like, dude, have you checked this guy out yet? No, I haven't. All right, well, fucking add this guy. Start looking at his shit. All right, start liking his shit. And then that'll kind of working with the same with, like, hell, how you were speaking about hashtag blackout. I was just working that way, and it's like, all right, cool. And then started checking you out, and I was like, oh, shit, this guy's actually pretty fucking funny. It was random. No, it literally is the the title of the Random Ramblings of Rob. It's one of those, like you were saying in the very beginning of this, it's your chance to just say, hey, fuck it, and show you can do whatever you want to with it. Yeah. Yeah. But now that's a, essentially what we're trying to do with the podcast. Hopefully, it, you know, stays that way and doesn't go too crazy. <laughs> but we we definitely don't want it to ever hit a niche podcast. So that's why, like, we haven't. If you look at it, we're basically a movie podcast yeah. at this point now with everything going on with the sexy street fights, with mm -hmm. the you know you throwing fight cards at us essentially now with like a, how the Jet Li fight that went down. Yeah. I heard the voicemail, dude. That made me sad. I thought they were actually kicking ass as old men. Like, what the fuck was that about? Yeah, man. It, I, I was kind of... And the only reason that I I knew that is because I like those guys so much. 
and then, like when I like you know a certain actor you know just fighting I like fighting I like martial arts movies in general I like to kind of study it or whatever and I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at the frames man and it's like that don't even look like him then like I started noticing like when they show certain scenes like when the guy the stunt guys are fighting that's a fucking wig what the hell <laughs> yeah man it, it was just one of those like oh no it was like a shocker it was just like oh no half that movie got sucked out I mean, it was already halfway gone with the kid from Sky High in it, but damn. Yeah, and then, you know, I started thinking about it logically. I was like, God damn, well, they're in their 40s and 50s by this time anyway, man. It's time catching up to them. Jackie yeah. Chan got a fucking hole in his head right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, he can't be doing shit. That's, that's when I was like, holy fuck. And then hell, uh, I'm pretty sure it was at one point in time he actually, like, snapped his neck, too, on some of the random stunts he was doing that wasn't even, like, a major movie. Just one of the ones he was doing stunt work for, and I think it was yeah. Hong Kong, or is it Beijing? Which one is he? Where is he from? Is it Hong Kong or Beijing? One of them, or China? One of the big China <laughs> city. Broke his neck in one big China city. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I I kind of I, I don't blame him from not you know being all the way in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can understand at that point. It's one of those, yeah, why are you going to kill yourself when you could just sit back and kind of collect money? Because oh, it wasn't, even though I was talking shit on the kid from Sky High, I dug that movie. I actually really liked it. Oh, yeah. It, it was a little bit of a disappointment finding out that they weren't actually, like, doing the hardcore stunts, but it's completely understandable. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Expendables, Jet Li was in that, and, like, you know that was him. Or whatever, because I mean, he had yeah, some. The... Yeah, I mean, he had some vis- physical involvement in the movie, but it wasn't as much as the Forbidden Kingdom was. I mean, he wasn't jumping off of pillars and doing back flips and all kind of crazy shit. I mean, he was just pretty much, you know, doing what he could within his means. Uh, he was more uh, realistic fighting, it seems, yeah. or somewhat realistic fighting in the Expendables, like the. You know, it is the movie still, so some shit gets a little torn, but either way, it was a little bit more grounded. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love those movies, man. Like, um, Fast and the Furious and the Expendables, man. I love that shit because, I mean, all the shit is make-believe, so why are you going to try to pick, sit there and pick it and analyze it? They're not trying to make it realistic. They, It's a fucking make-believe movie. <laughs> See, when you look at it in that, like in those senses with movies, you can actually enjoy them the way that they were meant to be. Because oh, that's how the director's doing it. He he knows this shit ain't real. He doesn't care that it's not real. He's like, have you ever seen a car fucking do this? Have you ever seen this do this? No, let's mm-hmm. fucking let's do it. Let's see it. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, if you want to get all antsy and fidgety about that bullshit, just go on MythBusters and try to do it for real, so you can <laughs> just shut the fuck up, leave the movies alone. Uh, one question you have since you brought up the top actors battle which one was your favorite one out of what out of the top actors face off oh um you know I, I like um when y'all came back and did the stuff like after it was over said and done like how y'all came back and did the shit with uh, Robert Downey Jr and um who's the other guy um Oh shit! Uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, I like that. Um, I didn't really go through each episode with the whole fight 
lights and everything. Well, you know, I was just kind of checking in and out. Um, pretty much like, you know, everything that y'all been doing most recently, I've been digging that shit because that was my suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but like given the stuff that you've been given or whatever, I mean, yeah, they were my suggestions, but I mean, y'all ran with it in your own way and everything and you brought some stuff to the, um, you know, to those things that, you know, I wouldn't even think about, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. That's that's one thing that I do like about uh, through the podcast and everything else is it seems like a lot of people, uh, especially the Paul definitely like the Paula Patton fight because that was one of the, those every one of us in the car had to actually look her up and, and be like, who is this? Yeah. And then it sparked a fire because it was the whole like, all right, well, you want to say Rosario still won? Even though me and Corn were fueling for Eva Mendez, no offense to Rosario, it was me personally on that. If you look at any of our pages, it's just be one actor. That's the thing that happened with Tom Hanks, too, uh, when Tom Hanks was taking on everyone. Because realistically, Tom Hanks was mine and DJ's number one on our list. There's no one else above him. That's why it was so drawn up to Tom Hanks. Yeah. So all that top actor battle was literally us deciding what should we do for season two. Like, well, fuck, I don't know. All right, uh, top ten actors. All right, cool. And it was all a personalized thing. So it was a uh, fuck. So once we got down to it, we ran. I think Tom Hanks like two, three weeks in a row, mm-hmm. and we were getting close to doing that with, with Rosario Dawson. Because honestly, I think all, all three of us, even if we talk shit, is a. We're trying to pick up and prod to get her out of there for a second so we could have more and more, you know, actors or actresses start popping up. Yeah. Or at least that's why I did it. Because it was one of those, like, fuck it, dude. Let's vote again against him, especially since uh, D had to actually do a challenge this week. Yeah. <laughs> the no cursing through the whole episode, which, fucking bravo, dude. I tried to piss him off so fucking bad, and we only got a few out of him. Yeah, he, he looped hold through that shit. <laughs> He did. He did loophole, but oh, that's a, that's a bit of a challenge in its own. It's one of those. All right, well, let's try to figure out how to get it to where he can't loophole. We got to blatantly let him curse. All right, piss him off. That's all I can think is, fuck it, piss him off. Usually, people curse when they're mad. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. You had me rack. You had me cracking up. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, I was surprised though with the Paula Patton too, but I was just like, holy shit, who is this? And then started looking up for IMDb. You know, everyone searches up the Google and the IMDb or the Wikipedia's. Started checking out. I was like, holy shit, this is the love interest from freaking Idlewild. Hell yeah! And the chick from Deja Vu. Word. Hell yeah! And Mission Impossible. Damn, forgot about that one. Yep. The Hell yeah. Ghost Protocol and um, the one after that, the Rogue Nation. Oh, with the, that was another one with Corn too. Was to make sure that Idol keeps slipping in there. I don't know if you heard anything on Corn hates any movie that has music in it that's like any singing or anything like that. Like he doesn't watch those parts of the movies. He'll watch the movie, but not those parts. <laughs> Which is, in my mind, fucking ridiculous, man. Why are you gonna watch a Disney movie that sings and you know the fucker sings and you're not gonna watch the fucking movie anymore because it sings? I don't know. That is kind of weird. 
Like, uh, I forgot how many different movies we went through on just that part alone. With them just like, what the fuck? You don't like this movie? What about this movie? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, Jerry Maguire also brought, uh, brought into that one. Had nothing to do with singing on that one. It had more to do with, like, oh, well, that's like if a girl was in a movie and they kissed and it was a romantic thing. It's not a manly movie anymore. Uh, so he, he just straight. I won't motherfuckers punch people in the face. I won't spit and blood and piss. <laughs> I guess I, I'm. I'm not too sure on that one because uh, we were like, "What, Jerry Maguire? Show me the money." He's like, "Oh, that's a sports movie." I was like, "That's a romance. Come on." <laughs> yeah, you, you got to. How did my phone charger go? You got a little weirdy weird taste. But um No, I think he just tried to get the action off of us on that one, man. Just like a Let's see if these guys burn a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he 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 do put that out there. He he say some stuff that um like for shock value and kinda try to get up under your skin. What what kill me would make me laugh or whatever. It's like whenever you say the N word. You know, I'm just like <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, yeah, he has some brass fucking ball. It's one of those, like, this is a game we play running around the town. We roll down the window, and any white person, they're getting it. N-word thrown directly at them. <laughs> what? That game is called N-word bombing. <laughs> okay. Now, just out of respect, I'm not going to be saying, throwing the N-word around on your show, nothing like that. I'm not red corn, so don't worry about that. Yeah. But yes, in town, any white person that we see, if we're rolling all three together, it's a, all right, roll down the window. If there's not a stoplight coming up, they're getting it thrown at them. <laughs> it was a game that was mainly derived, I guess, on one of those, dude, let's fuck with white people for once. Let's, sh- let's like, reverse racist that. Which was fucking weird, because, hell, last week I got called a Tom, which didn't even make fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, that's 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 a term that black people use to call other black people white. What the fuck does what does that even mean? Like, are you calling me black? Or well, like, I am cause shit. Yeah, well, like, um, I guess like in a sense, this is it was like, um, it's supposed to be like somewhat of an insult because, like, you know, white guys would be like Tad and Tom and Bob and <laughs> you know. A basic name. Yes, I, I, I took it as an insult. I didn't understand it. I Kevin Hart did that picture. I don't understand it, so I'm just going to take it as an insult. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? I actually told that customer, fuck you. Surprised I didn't get fired the next day. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn. I forgot what video came out shortly after that with that same dude. It was a surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Some dude ch- uh, his his okay. last name is Benson. I keep forgetting his first name. Darius Benson or something like that. I follow him on um, freaking YouTube. He got a whole bunch of crazy videos. Oh yeah, he's a big ass motherfucker too. He's the he's one of the Vine guys. He got mm. he blew up off a of Vine. The guy that was doing the skits. I mean, yeah. But the original clip came from an episode of Dexter, season one, I think. Oh, okay. I actually never peeped out, Dexter. Oh, uh, it's it's good. The ending might 
have you feeling some type of way. But, I mean, it was a good series. I mean, it's off the air now, so you can binge it all the way through. Right, that's the trippy thing. Like, when me and my uh, wife got together, movie collections galore mashed together. That's the first season of Dexter. Never watched it. Yeah. That's same Nothing thing. against it. It's one of those, eh, it's there, so I know it's there. Like, if it was gone tomorrow, I would feel sad about it. Yeah. So, so um, have you ever watched The Wire or The Sopranos? The Sopranos, definitely. I've never watched The Wire. Same nothing here. Nothing against Wire, nothing like that. Just never really checked it out. Definitely love The Sopranos, though. Yeah, that's the same here. i never seen The Sopranos or The Wire. Uh, there were certain things that was just like a... They were mass hits and never really checked it out. Oh, I didn't check out Friends until that shit came to Netflix. Like, I watched a few episodes growing up, but never checked that show out until recently. It was like, wow, this actually isn't that bad. Yeah, I never, I watched it here and there because my wife really liked it, but I never watched it when it was on TV or nothing. Yeah, that's a, honestly, I could say thankful, uh, thankfully for like Netflix and shit like that nowadays, because there's a lot of shows that I never really peeped out, like how Boardwalk Empire, never really checked that out on when it was on TV. Oh, now it's on, uh, what is it, I think it's Amazon, the yeah. HBO Go and whatnot. Oh, checked it out, it was like, oh, well, this, yeah, this that, series is actually a really good series. That was another thing, I always wanted to watch that, but I never, you know, it's just like you said, I said, I know it was there, I'll watch it eventually, and you know, never did it yet <laughs> oh it's one of those uh, there's there's a million things you can watch at the moment the thing that fucks with me all the time is right before bed I'm ready to watch something like alright I'll watch something new if I do watch something new pass out in the middle of it or I get in that mode of like yeah fuck it I want to watch something I've seen a million times before yeah I damn um I like to try to find new stuff. I, I I love watching things that's like already completed or whatever. So I don't have to damn wait for a new season to come out or damn wait next week for a new episode. Um, like with those Netflix exclusives and the Amazon exclusives and the Hulu exclusives, that's fucking cake, man. Because they'll put out one whole season at a time and I can just watch them all. Um, if you got Amazon Prime or access to those shows on Amazon... A good show to look up is called Sneaky Pete. Oh, with Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, that's a good show. No, I've been wanting to peep that one out, too, just because it's Giovanni Ribisi, the hell, weird-ass actor that made it onto those top tens. <laughs> I think his was mainly because, like, Ted and his weird roles. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, what is, uh, what is the premise of Sneaky Pete? I've actually been wanting to check that out. I don't, like, I haven't really checked it out though um con artist he goes to jail um because um a, a heist that he did before before he uh, went in he tried to do this um heist you know this big con or whatever and he got found out and um to keep from getting murdered or whatever he robbed a bank so he they put him in jail and he can get away from the other guys but while he's in jail his cellmate was always telling him about this place, you know, where he grew up and all kind of stuff like that. And he kind of favored him and everything. So the con was he was going to uh, get out on parole and pretend to be the guy that was his uh, cellmate because they, you know, similar. And he, the guy told him so much about 
you know, where he grew up and the people and everything that he went home and masqueraded as him and he, you know, executed all kind of different crazy plans and whatever you think of, like from what I just told you, I'm pretty sure you're in your mind. You can already bust some plot holes and some things and like how people don't know. But throughout the whole season of that show, he plugs up all those holes that you're thinking about right now. Okay, the the one main one that I can think of is just like, do they look the same? Similar, and the way okay. they get, yeah, and the way they get around that is that the family that he goes to, you know, pretend to, they haven't seen that guy in like ten or more years. So obviously, his facial features is going to be different from when they seen him last because they haven't seen him since he was like a kid. Okay, so. Essentially, like that, the dude that he does con goes in pretty young, and essentially now it's ten years later. So yeah, okay, it's either ten or twenty years later. Damn, actually, that sound like a good ass premise of the show. That's what really caught my attention. Those uh, Giovanni Ribisi, and I was like, huh. All I heard really about it was he was a con artist, and I was like, fuck it, I'll already check it out. Now I definitely want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was real good, and they ended as they're setting up for another season so i hope they do that oh hopefully so that would be badass so that's one thing like uh, i noticed with um did you ever check out the show 11 63 the hulu original series oh was that like the time travel movie or something like that yeah it was um based off of i guess it was based off book i'm not too sure but, i don't know no either way uh, i know what you're talking about but i never seen it yeah, that was actually a, a good series till the ending. They didn't set it up to where it could be a second season, and if it did, it wouldn't make much sense on it. Yeah. Like, you can essentially watch that entire season in about a day, and it's a good story leading up, and then everything's all accumulating all quickly, and then, bam, kind of happens, and you're just like, oh, shit, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't want to be a. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I definitely don't want to be deterrent to the show because that's when I do still watch the show over and everything like that. So it's definitely a good show. It's just one of those. The ending is one that either you accept it or it's kind of just like a all right, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. What What I would like to see more of that um you know people start making shows that are meant to end. I mean, they don't go beyond, you know, a certain point because, I mean, every show isn't meant to have two seasons or three seasons or five seasons or fucking 14 seasons or whatever. I want to see somebody carefully craft a show from beginning to its end, you know. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I know you can change things in the middle and adjust and all kind of stuff. I mean, that's cool. That's fine. But you, you have a start point. And you have a definite end point. And however you get from that start to that end is all up to you. But I want it, you know, if, hey, we only writing this for five seasons. I want to see it constructed and crafted for those five seasons and not no loopholes and way. Well, it could have ended like this and go this way and make another season and come back 10 years later. Fuck that. I want it to start and end. <laughs> oh, I definitely know what you mean on that one. Because, like, uh, the show that I'm speaking of, right now it does have a start and end point kind of like what you're saying right now and it was i think it was only crafted for one season i don't think they ever really wanted to extend it it was more of a fan base like come on dude let's see a second season 
And I think that's what it has to do with because now people as a whole don't want to let shit go. Yeah. They want to see that last season. They want to squeeze every ounce of life until they just say, fuck it, and I hate this now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I can't, I can't, you know, speak against that because, hell, there's plenty of shows that, you know, got canceled early that you're like, fuck, that, that was a good show. That could have lasted a little bit longer. And there's a few that are coming back out. Yeah. But it's just like a, damn, that would be a bad, I like your idea there. One of those, like, no, five's done. Fuck you. I'm not pushing six. Five is fucking done. It, one of those, like, no, we're going to do it in this time span. So I think it does have a little bit to do with each season can only be like a certain amount of episodes or some shit in TV yeah. nowadays. You can't go past a certain number without looking weird. Yeah. And then, uh, like, uh, another, another reason why, you know, some shows can go, you know, or tr- at least try to go um, a lot of episodes syndication once your show gets syndicated yeah. you know you can sell it and you know can make royalties off of that shit forever yeah well, it lasts so long you have you know shows especially back in the day that were already making money through syndication coming back out nowadays and that's the whole reason mainly why uh, i dug the show uh hawaii 5 when they did the remake of it yeah good show but you could tell that was mainly like a, all right we made money with it back in the day we still have all these trademarks and copyrights and royal, you know royalty sections where we can actually make money. Let's do it again. Yeah, because like um, I, back in you seen the original it. Yes, with uh, ah, Pennywise the Killer Clown. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, originally made as a. It was made for TV. It was a made for TV movie. So, I mean, they constructed that in a way. That's why it was so, so long and, you know, it was segmented like it was. It was made for TV. And they can, people can still do that now. I mean, th- it, this, is, this is the trap that we're kind of stuck in now. We have Netflix and, you know, people want full seasons now. And, um, and then you have the other side to where, you have this big series of something like a book. You like the this whole Dark Tower thing that's coming out. That's like a, I think it's seven books, eight books that Stephen King wrote about that whole series, and they're trying to cram a lot of that shit into this movie that's coming out. Whatever you can't do that. I mean, that would be something more of that you would make into a series rather than just a, maybe one or two, three movies. You know, and they forgetting that formula. Like, I mean, you can make this big elaborate movie, like, because you know people ain't gonna want to go sit in the movies for three hours to, for you to tell a whole elaborate story. Why not make it into a, a mini series, not seasons, but a mini series? Like, all right, you're gonna get hour one tonight, and then next week you get hour two or you know you can go three days in a row you can get hour one tonight hour two tomorrow hour three tomorrow and you know just build it different ways it doesn't have to be seasons it doesn't have to be a full length feature film be creative I definitely see where you're coming from on that one so like you were saying on Netflix alone how we made both points tonight on this one was you get a series at a time when it comes to, or a season at a time when it comes to Netflix original series, Amazon, any of these ones that has originals. It's that day, yeah. whole thing. 
So shit, what happens when you binge watch that entire season in a day? You either got to rewatch it or wait. Sometimes, oh, I know, like I think Daredevil took like a year in between coming back out or something like that. Or yeah, it was it was a long enough span to where it's like a oh come the fuck on almost every day. Like okay, well when when are we gonna have the next next one? It, it's a, like a drug in its own, I guess. At this yeah, point. I know. Because I mean, we get everything now. We gotta have it now, 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 now. And like with Marvel and their Netflix series or whatever, that's kind of what they're doing. What I was just kind of talking about. But it's different stories compiling into one big story, which is going to be the Defenders whenever that comes out. So they gave you the Daredevil portion of it. They gave you the Jessica Jones portion of it. They gave you the Luke Cage portion of this one big story that will culminate in the end with all these different stories and different series that they gave you to make one bigger story. Oh, yeah. It's one big-ass story. Oh, I think it has to do... um a little bit too with them, you know, bringing them or accumulating them into one asset, uh, one section of it, to kind of being like how Marvel's doing with their cinematic movies themselves. And now, at the end of the day, let's face it, Marvel's going to be racking in money for a long time off of these things. Yeah, but I don't really see them having a hard like ending to any of these. No. I think that's another thing that's happening with even like a. Uh, DC on their side with their shows that are on TV right now is a lot of them right now don't seem like they're going to have an end or an actual ending point it's just like a alright well is Stephen Amell going to play Green Arrow until he's you know 75 or you know is a uh, little kid from Gotham actually going to be an adult by the time they finish Gotham yeah and see and that's another thing I mean that's why they expanding the universe into you know lesser known characters or whatever because, I mean, you're not going to do the end-all, be-all of everything with the original Avengers. Because, I mean, they're going to have to... There's different iterations of the Avengers. I mean, they they got some iterations to where Wolverine is in the Avengers and all these different other characters. That's why they introduced so many different characters. Because if they would have just went off of, oh, what, uh, Phase 1, where it was just Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk, and um, who else they got? I think that was it, right? Captain America? Yeah, Captain America. How the <laughs> fuck I forgot him, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that franchise, if they would have just stayed with those core characters and not implemented any new ones, that whole thing would have been franchise. I mean, uh, you know, stale. Because, I mean, eventually you're going to run out of villains or whatever. But, yeah. So they just, you know, start implementing different characters and everything and branching off and going into other character story. Because now we got freaking... Ant-Man, goddamn Black Panther, and shit, just a whole slew of motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I'm honestly surprised they haven't came out with the Black Widow and uh, Jeremy Renner team-up movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they leave room to where they could do that. But, I mean, I see now at yeah. whatever point, it wouldn't be, it would be probably prequels or whatever. I don't see a continuing thing based on what they already have. Yeah, they would have to go, all right, let's go beforehand, because where they're leading now, how they have this set up for, isn't it even more movies past Infinity Wars and all that stuff? Yes, there's freaking Infinity War 1 and 2. They got Black Panther. I don't know if that's after the fact or before the fact. I mean, they're going to pull shit out of their ass. They got movies all the way up scheduled till 2020. 
which is hell. That's one of those when you think about it, Robert. They're gonna have to start recasting people, or just killing motherfuckers off. Yeah, I see that one happening next. She's like, ah, oh, you know what? You're old. Fuck you. You're dead too. Yeah, because I mean, then you you think about that, man. It's just like I was saying. There's different iterations of different characters. Because I mean, there's not only, there's not one true Spider-Man. I mean, Peter Parker was the first, but there was many Spider-Mans after him. So I mean, they can incorporate that in there. There was different iterations of Iron Man. They can incorporate that in there. There's fucking She-Hulk that nobody has touched yet. So, <laughs> which I don't know how the hell they haven't done that one yet. They already have the whole. You would think, yeah. especially since they want to do everything like gender specific to like be equal and stuff. Mm-hmm. She Hulk would be good. Fuck, uh, I have no clue who would play She Hulk because they would probably find some sort of fighter or that chick that was in friggin' Deadpool. Yeah, just have her crossover just with a wink and a nod, like eh, no one's gonna notice you're in green paint. Yeah, I mean, shit, they they can do they oh. do that with anybody. Look at Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Yeah, very true. Well, shit. Honestly, uh, did it dro- Josh Brolin right now? He he's fucking Thanos, and he' about to be Cable in the Deadpool movie. <laughs> Which is that's a trip right there. I honestly thought they would be going like a little bit older, to be quite honest. With like, uh, oh, I heard you know not rumors, but fan picks and whatnot yeah. of the oh the guy from Avatar, yeah, the douchebag from Avatar, yeah. Oh, he he looks like he would be a good Cable. Oh, they throw some white hair on Josh Brolin. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a more of a, an aesthetic thing with him. I mean, he might get a little, put a little weight on for the role because, I mean, from what I remember from comic books and um, the original X-Men TV show, Cable was a big motherfucker. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to add to him or whatever, and, you know, give him more of a Cable feel or whatever. But, you know, the guy that we just spoke about from... Um, don't breathe and avatar or whatever he kind of has a similar you know similar features of cable and i don't think they would have had to add too much to him yeah they on it me personally i i think he would have been a good one oh josh Brolin definitely oh how do you feel upon uh tom hardy getting announced as venom for the solo spinoff man see i'm okay with it i mean i'm not gonna judge it because i mean I'm not seeing any footage or, you know, I haven't seen the thing yet. So I can't really, you know, I, I'm i going to watch it regardless. But you, to me, what I feel is like um, they should cast, um, you know, more, you know, unknown people. You know, some, somebody that's not like Tom Hardy was just fucking Bane. And damn, he got all these other bigger movies with him, and he or whatever. I don't think he really needs to be Venom. You know, I think. Sorry, my dog is running off. Yeah, let him run off. He's a dog. <laughs> he come back. But um, I think they should have gave it to a lesser known name or whatever, or an unknown, somebody that we haven't seen a lot of. But see, it's Tom fucking Hardy. He's somebody gay for a day, right? Oh, he, he's he's at least a gay for a day for one person throughout the entire world every day. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. Yeah. Chasing down bad guys, breaking legs in England. We, they had um, a little thing going around today about um, 
with um you know that was asking about who would you get to play Carnage if they ever brought him in. And that has oh, a that would be sick. Yeah, somebody um put a little um news article of um the top thirty picks to play Carnage and they had some good picks in there. That um the guy that played you seen Jessica Jones, right? Yes. They got the guy that played uh, Kilgrave on the list. Then they got um the oh, guy no. who played the new Freddy Cougar. He was on the list. Uh, Rorschach? Yeah. They had oh, um, dude that played Murdoch in the new A-Team movie. He was on the list. They had a whole bunch of good picks on there. I mean, I'm not good with names. I know faces and, and characters. But they had a good, a lot of good names on that list that could play Carnage. The one I saw a while back, this was like, I, I think this was even before they were talking about even spinoff movies or even the new Spider-Man movie. They're just talking about who would be like a cool character for Carnage. Yeah, Jim Carrey popped up. Yeah, they had they had him on the list too. Okay, we might have been looking at the same list. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a that was one that was like, huh. Maybe. Oh, because I know from the comic books, not every one of these villains that become muscular, crazy style, are always muscular when they first start off. You know, yeah. obviously, even on the heroes, you have like Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. Yeah. So, so that actually wouldn't be too bad of an idea just from me personally. I didn't care too much for the movie, uh, the number 23. But yeah, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does show his range. Again, trying to throw DJ under the bus on that episode. <laughs> so, uh, it actually does show some range. Because it's one of those, like, okay, well, well he does have a ability to play a serious role or someone that might be a little bit tweaked in the head enough to where you can see Carnage actually coming on out. Yeah. Now, um, since we kind of... Tom Hardy... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, with the Tom Hardy as Venom? Yeah. Like I was saying on the podcast, he has the body build for it. It is going to be a surprise to see how he does with acting. I know when Bronson, like I was saying on the podcast and everything like that, he was very good at playing a crazy-ass personality without just his normal whispering grunting. <laughs> so it, it did have the ability for it. I can definitely see it. But from everything I've seen, Tom Hardy's a short little shit. Like, no offense to obviously, you would beat my ass, so I'm not saying anything like that. Yeah. But he's a shorter guy. You would imagine, you know, Eddie Brock would be at least a little bit taller, even if he was skinnier. Yeah. I mean, they could fix but that with camera angles and shit, though. <laughs> yeah, that's just picking holes in random shit. It's just one of those, I guarantee you, no, if they do it right and they actually do it the way, but I assume Sony would want to do it with, you know, the success of all these movies. They'll finally produce a damn good fucking Venom character. Yeah. Did you see that um, movie Life with the um, alien creature in space and shit? I did not. At first, I thought you were meaning like with Eddie Murphy and oh, Martin Lawrence Life. Nah. <laughs> but no, I actually didn't check it out. How, oh, how was it? It's 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 kind of creepy. It, but like the way the the little creature is or whatever. A lot of people can say that could be the prequel to Venom or whatever, because you know it, it came back from space and everything to Earth on Eddie Brock or what you know whatever the fuck. It came back with the astronaut dude, and it uh, got on the Eddie Brock and everything. 
but um, the way they described uh, the the little creature, the entity on in that movie is like that could have been you know the symbiote venom. <laughs> well, that would be trippy. Find out those are the two movies that aren't technically connected, but connected at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you know you know how people analyze things or whatever. I mean, it sounds similar, so it could be the same. But we talk about yeah. Venom and everything and the Spider-Man. What do you think about um your boy, um the current Spider-Man, Tom Holland? He's going to be uh, Drake in the Uncharted movie. Whoa, Nathan Drake? Yes, he's going to be Nathan Drake. In that's, a, that's a trip. Well, how, how, how long are they uh, waiting until his characteristics develop a little bit more? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I just heard. Well, I didn't. I didn't even read. It just started popping up on my feed like maybe yesterday that I seen it. Oh yeah, hell, me personally, I I don't really have much you know to say bad about Tom Holland. I like how I checked out. Uh, you know, the Spider Man was pretty badass, and from what I've heard, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent, just from what I've heard, you know, random clippets thrown up on the internet. Doesn't he do a lot of his own stunts too? Yeah, yeah, he does. So that would actually be pretty cool, and that's one video game movie. Yeah, that probably actually would be a good video game to movie. It's hard to find those, but that that one was already set up cinematic in the presentation of the game and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. what, but what? that's also what I said about Assassin's Creed. Oh god, that was just don't even talk about that movie. <laughs> I think the worst thing they ever did was pop it into PG thirteen rating on that one. The worst thing they ever did was made the damn trailer with the Kanye West music. When I seen that trailer, okay. yeah, never mind. That the second worst thing they ever did was PG. Yeah. <laughs> when I first seen the trailer for that movie, I knew it was gonna be ass. <laughs> Usually, I'd be like, you know, uh, I'm gonna give this movie a chance, but I watched it to confirm that it was ass. <laughs> Wow, the way that they set up the trailer, like, a few, I think it was almost a year ago now, they had, like, Michael Fassbender for two seconds as the character. Yeah. And then it split into gameplay, but it was, like, well off enough to where I was like, oh, shit, is this the new trailer? And then you're like, wait, I'm watching the same gameplay of something I played five, six years ago now. Like, so I was on board with like Assassin's Creed when it first came out for Xbox 360. I was like, oh, it was one of those random buys. Like, oh, this kind of looks interesting. Kind of looks like Prince of Persia. Fuck it, I'll try it. Yeah. Tried it out. Fell in love with it. But oh. I'm noticing I'm I'm missing a lot more. I think my gap getting bigger. <laughs> Not my thigh gap, but my teeth gap. <laughs> anyway, that was the episode, and I I appreciate. Rookie for giving me his time. I know he got kids and dogs running around that goddamn house and everything, uh, distracting him from whatever the fuck he trying to do, which is podcast with me. And, uh, we recorded this, uh, episode a couple, well, I ain't gonna say a couple, but like a month or so ago. And it's, um, crazy listening back to it, how relevant it is with, um, what's going on right now. The Tom Hardy thing with the Venom movie. The Spider-Man Homecoming movie, which should be out sometime next week or this week. Um, and just, uh, I sold them on Sneaky Pete, which is a good show that everybody should watch. And, um, yeah, man, it's great. That's one down. 
You can put your hash mark. And uh, we got two to go. Up next on the docket is DJ. He's the black guy in the group or half of the black guy in the group because he ain't all the way black. <laughs> and um, we discuss uh, some of the similar topics, podcasting and how the show came to be with him. And I think majority of the episode for this one with Rookie, uh, we talk about movies and everything. And I think the majority of the things that we talk about on um, the episode with DJ is weed. It's a lovely substance. I wish I could partake in it. It is what it is. I live vicariously through the J and T baggers. See, I had to pause because I was about to say T baggers, J and T T baggers. <laughs> so, yeah, look forward to that episode. And then after that, we'll wrap it up with a bow with Heron Twi- Heron Twelves, <laughs> Harrowing Tales from Corn or Red Corn. You know, the shit that you eat and you shit it out, and the shit is still the same in the shit. <laughs> All right, let's get into the thing that we do at the end of the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the account that you use. And um, speaking of professional wrestling, I also co-host a wrestling podcast called The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. And um, you can follow that show on Twitter as well at The Pipe Bomb N A I. Hey, my show also has a Twitter, and you can find it on Twitter because it's Twitter at wait for it R R R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast for updates on the show and all kinds of retweets for the show and the show with the show inside the show. Um, what else we got? Got a Facebook page. You can look up the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. Join the community. Post some random shit. Got an Instagram. If you want to see me walk around Walmart, use the hashtag Walmart log, like a, a poop, a brick, or a log that you build a cabin with, like Abraham Lincoln, but you don't get shot in the head at the end. So, um, check it out. There's only one Random Rounds of Rob Instagram account. I know there's people been trying to join the private account. It's the motherfuckers of RRPC, the MFS of RRPC. Don't follow that account unless you're given to the show, which um, that is strictly reserved for my contributors. Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott is the only two that I have right now. So that motherfucking Instagram account is for them only. If you want to be a part of that Instagram account and get cool rewards such as digital downloads and chances to win prizes and all kind of shit like that, um, go to randomrobcast.com and there you can see all kinds of manners of ways to contribute to the show, whether it be through straight cash to my PayPal or buying merchandise. I got a whole bunch of shirts. Uh, other items um, using my Amazon links you just click on the Amazon banner take it to Amazon and you shop like normal and you don't have to pay extra but I get a little bit on the back end not like the butt sex we was talking about in prison and um, I would greatly appreciate that I got Amazon wish list if you want to give me items so I could take steps forward to producing you better and more content whether it be audio or video type which i'm really excited about getting into the video stuff 
I got some ideas I want to do. I want to go around Walmart asking random questions to people from you, the listener. But that's um in the future. We're working on that. We're going to get there. We're going to make it. we going to make it. Um, shout outs to you, as always, the listener, for giving me your support. Uh, shout out to what what it is. Uh, what's the country? I think it's uh, Japan. They are uh, number two <laughs> on my um, people that listen the most to me. So, uh, konnichiwa and stuff. I don't know the language. I apologize. Um, if you're listening to my show, obviously, you know some forms of English. So, you're hearing my gratitude and appreciation for you. In Canada, you're up there. And whatever country you're from, whether it be the United States, Singapore, Portugal, or wherever it is, I appreciate you. And that's about it. Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company. I already said that. Look it up on the NAI Network. Shout out to Matt McCool. Shout out to the Notorious Jossie, my co-host. And I'm out this piece. Before I go, though, I forgot to tell you. The Random Rambles with Rob podcast is in a partnership with Hush Your Face Entertainment, a group of podcasts that join together to promote podcast love and sex that's my s anthony thomas voice i'm gonna get in the parallel position with the ground and i'm gonna run at you then i'm gonna jump in the air and put two feet in your motherfucking chest (laughs) shout out to s anthony thomas he's my podcast og and fuck man i'm tired i'll see you next time your face is coming straight to your ears a podcast network that's changing gears bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat a family of pods that are bringing the heat there ain't no stopping us keep coming back to us sick ass pods that'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com